to you by On The Wake Up Radio. Welcome to Friday Night Occult Talk with Super Sly 75. Be humble and heavenly God individual. Super Sly 75. Okay, let's get it in. Alright, so everybody come, come on in. What is happening this evening? Okay, sir, so... Um, let's get right to it. I'm not gonna hold you, cause I wanna, I wanna jump right into this thing. Well, we've got to get some some things out out in the open. Now. <laughs> okay, you take take your time. What is your production person name? Cindy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Your production people are the best. She called me like you suggested she would, and she asked okay. me what would it take for me to come join you tonight. Okay. And I told her a few simple things. Uh, told her pancakes, hockey puck sausage in the morning. And what does Nick Taylor say we like from Mickey D's? Right. Case of beer. <laughs> and some other things I'm not going to mention. But this this is your superior pimping. The young lady that you sent was just, thank you very much. That was over the top. But thank you. Dang. Thank you. You 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 the man. What what is what, why they be complaining? It's not it's not me. I, I, I why they it. why they complain? Hey, that's I, how you, that's what he did for me, y'all. So what, what is they complaining about? I so, take okay. I take no credit. How you been? I'm wonderful. Thank you. Good, 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 good. How's family? Oh, everybody everybody's getting so grown. Um, my younger daughters are now turning to younger women that are clones. I mean, it's funny. <laughs> um, my brother and his children. It's it's funny the way they look. My mother's look through the women, you know. It's, it's yeah. And, and then seeing us get old, you know. And, yeah. And like your birthday, well, we're both cancers, right? Yeah, uh, July 9th, Yeah. Yeah, because mine's the thirtieth. Okay. I'll be okay. sixty. What you got planned? Anything in particular? Not really. Not yeah. really. Yeah, nothing much. I, I'll say though, like you didn't only uh, that picture of you. You didn't only have the curl. You had like the shag curl. You know the Jerry Curl shag. That was like my first first haircut was a shag, and I didn't. My mom's like, "Yeah, he needs a shag." I'm like, "What the fuck's a shag?" But I, that was like my first official haircut was the, in the shape of a shag. Uh, cause it was like dudes in Kalamazoo was still kind of afros, dudes in Battle Creek, and it was a good barber. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Starting to wear their hair, so my dad lived in Battle Creek, so I would shoot over the weekend. He, would, you know, give me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome, awesome. Okay, we can get into it. Um. So it's interesting about her name. What's real interesting is I went to school with a girl named Mamie Hines, but it's the same name. You know, it, it's Mamie, Mammy. It, it is the same name. It's, it's, how, how do you put it? It's the way you want to say it. Right. But it's the same energy coming out. You know, uh, she comes from the, the same kind of migration to the North, you know, people in the South, migration to the North. Um, education. So we see that. Uh, oh, this is the best way. One thing I, I got people saying is look it up. So I forgot. Everybody go to Wikipedia, open up his stuff. Open up his stuff and you follow pretty much where we're going to go with this. So, you know, it's pretty easy. Matter of fact, I'm going to need some of y'all to go ahead a little bit. So some of y'all go ahead because I want to get all this in there. But that this is where a lot of this, it is funny how they put so much in it. 
But again, they come from the Gray South migration that, that went into Chicago. You know, you, you talked a little bit about how she was educated. Um, so what really got him to go back? Oh, and Lewis Till. Lewis Till now is another one. You know, his father. Did you mm. look at his father's case? No. You know what? Um, I I'm been mean. I was mean to get into it, but when you posted what you posted, I said, "Well, shit, I'm not going." It'd be a disservice for me to speak on it because oh, you you know you remember the time and that the energy oh. behind it. So. Well, let's say this. You got to look at him. Now, I got a little lazy, but one thing is a fact. Now, there's a case, I want to say Courtney Vaughn played in it, where they hung a bunch of these brothers, um, not not for fighting against them for that kind of thing, mm-hmm. some type of rapes. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was in Italy, but he got executed for raping an Italian woman. So he was like a, a, where he was either going to go to jail or go to World War II. That's right. And while he was in Italy, apparently he got executed for raping an Italian woman. That's right. So you talk about a, a, a type of, of nightmare family energy, uh, not even fighting. You know, they say he wasn't even fighting. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's what he had went in for before, something like that. So that's the start. Now, um, what I want to do is give, give my connection and my earliest stories. And this is how, you know, the narrative is going. My earliest story of this was, and I'll tell a little bit of the backstory. I had a friend, almost a mentor, but a lifelong friend of the family. This cat was from Alabama, but he was from where Tuskegee Institute was. And this cat grew up on one of the farms around Tuskegee Institute around George Washington Carver. Mm -hmm. This cat actually was a little boy and his brothers and helped him in the fields and knew this dude and talked to it. But, but, But this is who this guy, and this guy later joined the military, but this is who the person that told me the original story. And this is the story he told me because we was going down south one time. And I was maybe nine or ten. Can't remember. But he told me that, you know, uh, the boy in Jackson. Um, and, you know, I'm very familiar with Mississippi because my people are from Macon. You know, okay. Knoxby County. That's, my, you know, northern. Like, yeah. You know, yeah, that's where my people are from. So he was like, well, you know, the boy, he said he, he got lynched. They cut off his member. And, and, you know, he didn't even say the part of throwing his body away. That's what he told me. And, oh, and they said, he said when they lynched him, they stuck his joint in his mouth. Okay. So that's the, the earliest story I ever got of it when I was like maybe nine or ten. Okay. Now, later, they came out. They came out with the Ebony books, like the little history books. You know, Jet Magazine. And they came out with little that's dudes right. from door to door, and they had the little books. You could that's just right. buy them right off of them. And that had the story. You know, more of the story and the narrative. Now... A simple search, you'll see that, that uh, well, the reason why, too, you know, it's like, why was he put down there? You know, like like his, his great uncle was in Chicago. They were supposed to go to Nebraska. Why did he go down there? Right. You know, during those, those times. Those like times, that. of course. Right. And this wasn't a grandfather. This was a great uncle. You know, this is a great uncle. And the other thing that's odd about her, too, is, so, you know, she had got married to Till, got divorced. And actually, when all this went on, her name was Bradley, which is like one of my family names, too. But but as I said, my connection with all them would be through Mr. Mobley. If you read her book, Mr. Mobley is who she'll describe. And they, they like uh, the, the TV show said Bobo, but he was known as Bo, too. They called him Bo. In her book, she would call him Bo, too. Like if he had ran up the stairs or something, she mm. would refer to him as Bo. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Bobo is right, but they, his, he got a little older. They were starting to call him Bo. 
Okay. So that's that's part of it too. So that's that's the mis the Mobley. That's where Mobley's connection. Now I've talked about uh, a lot of times. Um, one of my roommates was a Mobley, and this was his his great uncle. But this dude was related to Ronnie Spector because his 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 father and her mother were related. Okay. You know, they were they were brothers and sisters. Ronnie Spector, and I think Ronnie Spector in, in the Ryan Nets, it's one one other one. It's a couple of them. I think Ronnie has a sister with her too. So, but they was related like that. And, and and he told me his story, you know. He said, like, yeah, you know, we had a cousin, like a married in cousin. He had got lynched. You know, he had got killed when he was 14. And I'm like hearing this again from him. And like, he was like, we was roommates. I was grown when I ran into him. Mm -hmm. I was like 23, 24. Mm -hmm. And I was like, tell me more. And he was like, yeah, like some of us went down there. He was like, they were stopping us as we was going down there. And you know, they let the mother go down there. But he was just saying a bunch of people was trying to go down there. Very small rural area where, you know, everything happened. Mm -hmm. You know, very rural area. So, so it, so that's the first thing, you know, why go down there? Okay. Now, one thing to keep in mind about Mississippi is Mississippi and Alabama was the two most heaviest where our people was. That's right. You know, it's those two, but, but really Mississippi, most melanated state. And so if you looked at like, really all of this started from Jim Crow, you know, you really just looked at Jim Crow, not the Civil War. It was after that, where hmm. they put in that. Where that kind of army came in and attacked, you know, that, that was put on the south, and, and just the 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 sheer terror with lesser numbers, you know, that's really what it was. It was like they did these farms that was so far away from each other. You'd be a sharecropper, which which really was what they wanted to call slavery. Was the, kind of the same thing, mm -hmm. you know. You got these acres and you work these acres, but they might have the stores, and see that that gets into this this story about the store. You know, because up until about, I think, 20 years ago, the store was still in pretty decent shape. I, mm. I looked at the recent pictures, they had let it decay. So it, it, that, that's the next part of it is what happens at the store? You know, like like the names, you know. Um, okay, that's a firework. <laughs> the names of everybody. Moses Walker. You know, that's the grandfather's name, sharecropper. Curtis Jones is the cousin. Simon Wright is another cousin. Okay, and then we go into the store. The store is owned by Carolyn and Ray Bryant. They own the store. So, so one thing that even Wikipedia says, and she says in her book, he stuttered. He, he had... Uh, I uh, wonder if they broke the windows or something. But um, he stuttered because he had maybe polio. Okay. Maybe he had polio. You know, and they maybe vaccinated him and he got better. But I think because of that, he stuttered. And so one thing she talked about and later was brought up is that when he would say certain words, he would have to kind of whistle certain words. Oh. So bubblegum supposedly was a word that, that he had to be. He would kind of whistle it out. Okay. It's just the way... Uh, you know, to, to, to be able to kind of put enough pressure to say the words without stuttering. Uh -huh. I guess this is one of the therapies. Okay. Therapies. So they skip church. A bunch of them is running around. And again, this ain't a lot, a lot of running around. This store of theirs is for sharecroppers. This is European 
middle working Europeans probably own some land too, but this is who they're selling to. Mm-hmm. These people ain't downtown, you know. No, this is out in the country. This little store is the only store. You see what I'm saying? So a group of boys supposedly go in. It's, it's so, it's so, the story gets so jumbled. Again, the names of his cousins, Curtis Jones and Simon Wright, that are both was there. Curtis Jones pretty much says the narrative and what she claimed in court. She testified he grabs her. That's what she testified to, that he grabs her, grabs her by the arm, said, I've been with European women before. You know, you can relax. He's disaggressive. Now, the, the thing to this story is it was her, her sister-in-law was in the store, too, with children. So, so this, is, this is what she testified to. Later, she recanted it many years later, but this is what she testified to. Couple stories came up, and again, when I go back to my mentors, the first story he told was somebody saw her and said, "What did you think about her?" And he he went, he whistled, you know, he whistled. Yeah, that was the original story that I was told. Okay, he whistled at her, and they killed him because he whistled at her. He did all that because he whistled at her. But his cousin says he was in the store. Nothing really happened. It was just they gave money. There was some type of friction there. They all do admit they all ran off. No consistent story. The most consistent story that I can get is he put the money in her hand. And down south, you were supposed to put it on the car. I'll tell you, that's right. We weren't allowed to touch. Yeah. He put it in her hand. That's the most consistent thing that I get of all of it. Because after whatever happened, they all ran off. There were some old people playing checkers, and it was already. And, and they say he was even like, I need to go home. So they go home, don't really tell the grandfather. And, and it, it appears like I was even thinking it was a shotgun house, because that's how his mother described it. But it's even sounds smaller. It, if you think about where he was staying with his great uncle, it's a shrimp cropping house. Um, sometimes they had kitchens or sometimes the stove would be in the front. It's kind of hard to, but it, it appeared like that's how it was. Like one big room where the stove, they would cook around it too in bedrooms. Mm-hmm. So the grandfather answers the, oh, the, okay, backing up. Like nobody really says, like at first they say days, she didn't even tell her husband. He heard some stuff from somebody else that something happened. So I don't, you already see where, there's already stories out there in this small community that there's something going on. And the first information they get is the boys, whoever did it come from Chicago. Okay. You know, come from Chicago. So he doesn't find out till later. And that pretty much, that pretty much gets, gets the husband involved and Jay. So the husband is Ray and his half brother is JW. J, excuse me, a J.W. Milan is his half-brother. Now, a lot of the early stories that didn't never made sense is they. I heard they just put him in the back and took him. That was the early story. It's, you know, that never made sense. So in the book, she says that once he asked, well, it's, it's, again, it's even two stories then. One story says he lined all the boys up and she came out and looked and pointed them out. Now, that's Another what story, I remember was told okay that's but another uh, story was they started snatching boys up and taking them back to the store saying is this him 
That's another story where they was just they this JW took one of these dudes, Willie Reed or Two Type, one of them two dudes, and they just started snatching boys up and saying who's from Chicago and taking them by the seat. And then finally somebody in Chicago came and said they stayed at Old Man Moses. Okay. That's how it started. You know, they doing detective work, motherfuckers talking, you know, they sweating motherfuckers. But it's it says they started snatching motherfuckers up. Mm-hmm. This Ray, this this Ray Bryant started snatching dudes up. So him and JW go pretty much. And this is the thing I was saying, like skipping a little bit. See, they this this is how you, you look at like what you were saying, where the fakeness comes in. So you telling me the grandfather is 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 brave enough to go talk about him in a court, but you're not brave enough. And and, uh, and and I'm sorry I spelled it wrong when you was talking about it and I commented. But you're not brave enough to walk to the door at three, two, three in the morning with a shotgun. Like who the fuck was at my door? Yeah. Really? Really? You you, you sixty some years old and you ain't that kind of pissed off? Like who the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. No. He just lets them come in with a flashlight and flashlights the boys. And then his mama had the story where he had the dignity of putting on the shoes. Now, was you able to find the pictures? Because it was fans. Did you find them? Not because they, they... No, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just, oh, okay. Because it's, it's, I've seen a couple of different pictures and they're saying fans look more like them gin wheels, but they're saying, this, but anyway, this guy was 14 years old. He had had polio. He stuttered. So he was a little dude. He wasn't no big dude. You know, he, he was a little guy, probably five foot, maybe, you know, at, at, at 14, he was mm-hmm. a little for his age. Mm-hmm. Even the pictures with the TV. He's 14, I think, in that picture. Yeah. That's a that's a one of the more recent pictures of him. And he's not very tall. Right. So they take him, supposedly, pistol whipping. That that filled in a little bit of the story, but then the story in the story, even in the Wikipedia, one story says no, this is supposed to be a truck. <laughs> in the same Wikipedia information, they tell where they talk about a four-door truck because it wasn't back then. So it's a contradiction in the story because they were saying all these people was in a it, it goes from a truck to the car, where then they went by the store to see if it's, it's the boy. <laughs> so finally it's like, okay, he's in the truck and they put him in the back. And she's at the at the site. She she looks at him at the site, and that's when they take him. And they say they pistol with him. So, and this is how they do layers of this thing. So these these names come in here again. Um, Willie Reed, uh, yeah, J W Washington supposed supposedly helped. And this like like the the, the that the, that that some brothers was holding him back there. That didn't come out into the 60 Minutes story. Remember when 60 Minutes brought it up again? That's, right. That's when this name comes up to J.D. Washington who worked for him. And supposedly him and another dude held him back there. Because hmm. for a long time, that really didn't make sense. But even before they said they pistol whipped him, what made him stay? And then then the Wikipedia that today was the first time I ever heard that they, they tied him up. I never heard that before. I didn't know that either. But J.W. Washington, when they remember, they sweated her. Remember the old lady they sweated? They were yeah. still trying to, I don't know whatever came of it, but they were still trying to sweat her. Well, it seemed to me every so many decades, they add a new injury. I didn't know he was shot in the head. I didn't know about all the, the facial fractures and whatever. And then I didn't know about them tying a fan around his neck, 
Then it was a fan with barbed wire. Then they threw well, him in the river. It was. <laughs> well, this is the thing. Okay, but just the overkill of the beating they talk about yeah. of a boy, very little. That if they pistol whipped him, he was done then. Right. Why the extra? Because the other these other two names come up, and one said he looked through the peephole. They said the other dude was wiping up blood. <laughs> and okay, so even after that, they said, why would you have to shoot him in the head? He, he, you could have just threw him alive. Why would you have to shoot him in the head? That that's overkill, mm-hmm. more than more than enough. And like you said, what I was saying about the now, like if, if they're saying it was the fan, but it always looked more like the gear wheel, one of the wheels kind of thing than the fan. They described it. But you said the chicken wire. Well, they had a. I, I want to say the jet, the Ebony, the set had the pictures. It showed two pictures of it, and the pictures was heavier chains. It was chains and it wasn't the wire. Okay. Now, later, I saw a smaller, smaller thing that had wire. But the thing, like in Wikipedia, saying was 70 pounds, which weighed probably more than he weighed. Mm-hmm. You know, probably weighed more than he weighed. But, like, well, you know, he probably weighed 100 pounds, but, but it was two different stories. Yeah. And then, like, so the head didn't get cut completely off? Like, how, that- how just, just, they say that they was found fishing. Yeah. After thrown in there. Oh, and this I, I didn't finish my thought. I've seen a picture with a smaller wheel and barbed wire. Okay. I saw a picture of a big wheel with a big chain and then a small wheel with the barbed wire, like you were saying. So I've I've I've, I've looked at three different pictures over just studying it. Um that was revealed. So that's that's right there, a discrepancy. If his head was off, like okay, again, a 70-pound thing on a weight here, you weigh a hundred pounds. How would you have to, you know, what made it, what cut off his neck? You know, you're saying that the chicken wire back then wasn't serpentine. Mm-hmm. It wasn't serpentine wire back then. It was old, oh, that old wire. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, shoot, you know, the knot string, you know, like that kind of, that kind of old kind of style, not the serpentine. So what cut his head off? Mm-hmm. Uh, you putting this big weight, you know. Why would, why would the wire separate from the thing that, that tied to like what would have cut cut his head off? What you would have had to put most of it around his body. His body, right? I mean, to make it stay, there's no way you could have really figured that this whole weight it would just sink up. Yeah, you know, and then would it be out. It would the body would drag like that, and maybe that eventually, but that just doesn't make sense. It's overkill. That's why when I saw the smaller weight, that made more sense. Mm-hmm. So they say they find it fishing, and and they take this picture of this whatever I, his pictures out of. They, 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 the old men look for him. You know, I, I guess I back it up. After, you know, after 20 minutes, he didn't come back. The old dude started looking for him and panicking, saying it's more than what they thought. I mean, I think, and even the story of the, of the dudes saying that they was just going to spank him and bring him back. You know, not really, but whatever made it turn into more. So days go by. The mother comes. They, they contact the mother. Then they come by. They supposedly find this body. You know, they find this body. And mm-hmm. The only way she identifies it is by a ring. Okay. The head is some kind of separated, but it seemed like it would be harder to find the head than the body. It was just a heavy thing. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't say ever drag the neck. So that's the thing there. How did they find the head? Did they go back and drag it, or or it was like partially attached? I don't understand with saying why or how the head would stay with it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure how. Like that doesn't make sense either. 
Well, Not, on top of that, why go through the effort to hide the body? Normally, st stuff like that, they would put the body on display or like as a show of force. Or like, look, this is what happens when you mess with our women. Because I've never heard any stories of any, you know, uh, situations like that where they, they go out the way to hide the body or to discard the body. They would usually put, a, put on a show, put on a display, you know, leave the body out in the middle of the street, hang it up somewhere for everyone to see as a lesson to be learned. Hey, Sly, here's alligators to Mississippi, too. Okay. <laughs> We're talking about Mississippi, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. alligators up and down Mississippi, so... We're talking about Jackson, Mississippi, and the heart of Mississippi around that area, basically. Okay, well, even with the alligator theory, he would have had a body part or two missing? Uh, they got big-ass fish. That, they said a river. They said that they found it the body Yeah, river. the Tallahatchie that comes through yeah. Atlanta through, yes, yeah. So a big river, and so families come down. Now, the trial is interesting. Now, okay. what I say is, is this is what's interesting, and this is like what you point to all the time. You point to this all the time. There's a part during the testimony where it came up where they, 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 was, they admitted that they wasn't even sure that he died. That comes up in the testimony. Okay. You know, and, and, and I'm not saying, like, you can't look at gematria. I didn't even look at the gematria, but I know code words. And it's like, hmm, this, this this is interesting that this is in the public record. Mm -hmm. That they 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 said this was part of they didn't wasn't they wasn't didn't believe that he died. Mm -hmm. Now if we look at the stuff with OJ and these other cases, it, it comes out to be, you know, it, it, but but that's a part but she tells she tells like I said, she testified that he roughed her up and later recanted on sixty minutes that she really did. And they get off. And after they get off, you know, there's no double jeopardy, right? That's right. So these dudes sell their story to Look Magazine, and they tell the story. Because there was no federal law against what they did, even though there was. There were civil rights laws from before Reconstruction was still on the books, but they didn't use that. Mm -hmm. But... uh they, they let it go, man. You know, they, they let it go. They didn't prosecute them to the fullest, but that was one of the things. But, but you see it case after case. <laughs> you see it the same kind of thing. It's like we didn't believe, really believe. And uh, But I, as I said, um, the grandfather said he was courageous because he could testify in a court instead of fighting on land. You know, he only had to fight a couple of them, really. I mean, so what, what was braver? What was braver? Right. Like so fighting for the land or... Well, even as a young kid, I never understood the whole displaying of the, of the open casket. Um, and I'm not a forensic pathologist, but even the injuries to the body, to the head, the way it was, it, you know, it looked more like an elef the elephant man offspring than anything than a result of a beating, uh, mm. orbital fractures, things of that nature. The head's not believable. The head's not believable. I mean, really, if you just do any kind of, of life forensic study, the head's not believable. It's just not. It, it, it seems a very old and at that time, like like even that they try to show the Kennedy pictures of him shot in the back. Of it, yeah. Recreations. It's not reliable. Uh, a couple things about the body. They said the body stink. Really, if you embalm them, you know, you would embalm them. They embalm people so they could travel the body further, not stink. So apparently they didn't embalm them. They talk in her book. She talks about the smell how the smell was so bad. Did they embalm him for when they had this thing that all these people went to witness? Mm -hmm. You know, 
And that's that's ceremonial too. You know, it was almost like a a a, a president or something. You know, with so much energy that went into this whole ritual. If you understand, you know, this became ritual so much. Like like even when when King and Malcolm, you know, they marched them through. You know, it's that kind of thing. Well, I, I noticed with uh, our people that die from whatever. Uh, Calamities. There's always this open display amongst the people. They march the body through the, through the the poor section of town for all the black folk can see. And you know it. I, I okay. So my question to you is: It was this a hoax, or was this a psyop? Well, I think a little bit of both because okay. um, weeks before a dude got killed, just the organizer got killed in front of the courthouse. Mississippi, Alabama, forget the name. It, it's kind of in there too. Those who follow on Wikipedia, it's still in there. Um, I can't remember, but so this was this was in six months. Dude mm-hmm. just openly got shot. They arrested him, let the people go. Mm-hmm. So already that narrative is, is, is you know, the thing is uh, going with like what the OJ trial, you know, you get your people in, you know, no matter what, you, know, you, you let them go against us. That, that's what Reconstruction did. You know, that's, that's what uh, what's called the White League put in there, you know, uh, legally. They, they put these kind of laws in there legally, not just the Klan, you know, the White League actually. Went mm-hmm. And this this was still under that kind of code. And, and we're talking about an extremely small area, too. Like the rumors that, that some some boy from somewhere else just was so heinous, it makes you think of uh, Rosewood. You know, the movie, all of a sudden he's supposed to rape somebody and everybody goes crazy, you know? Mm-hmm. It's that same kind of thing. So... It- of studying it all. Go ahead. Well, then, and then for the mother to end up basically with the woman's, the woman's movement, and then it, it's ties to feminism. And I was just like, had that not happened, I probably wouldn't have really batted an eye. But I'm like, oh, this is this was the original BLM. Uh, uh, okay, because it's oh, the woman's always an educator. Somehow she's involved with education, schooling, teaching, and they give her all these jobs to you know in these universities. To do, to, you know, to kind of with these studies, and I'm just like, this is some bullshit. Absolutely, <laughs> that that hits it because it's it's a psyop in the sense that to, to control a population. Mm-hmm. Some look at it as actually the board of education was really the first civil right thing that struck it all. Mm-hmm. That that shit was coming no matter what. Mm-hmm. But beside that, this was the first case of basically what came into the civil rights. This is what's considered the spark. It's almost like he is killed for the civil rights to mm-hmm. move forward. You know? okay. He's martyred for the civil rights. He's the first martyr of the civil rights. Megar Evers is involved in this case too. I don't know if you've heard that. No, get it. If, break it down well, for me, please. Uh, it's, it's not a whole bunch. I don't know if he's the one that, um, he wasn't the prosecutor, uh, but he had some kind of organizing there uh, he was from not far. Uh, he was from either Alabama or Mississippi. I want to say Mississippi. So he was, but his name comes up where he was involved too. And this is an extremely small place. I mean, this is tucked in the corner of, I don't know if you understand, man, the old South, man, you could just be miles and nowhere. And these cats own in 10, 15 acres. And you know, like they have sharecroppers, you know, it's just so secluded sometimes too, you know. Mm-hmm. Even the, the little centers would be really secluded where mm-hmm. all these people came and had this big thing. And uh, they, they let them go. But, but again, the, the question came up, did anybody die? 
that question comes up. So people looking through that, that's in there. That's 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 what we see in a lot of this other stuff. Did anybody really die? But so yeah, PSYOP, because it's the heaviest, heavy, heaviest populated state, keeps scaring them. If you do something, we kill them. I mean, like the lynch pictures is more pictures than really if you do the numbers in some ways. Like all the lynch pictures, mm-hmm. the numbers sometimes don't add up. Even that appeared to be that's what that stuff was for, to to do it do it psychologically. You know, send this stuff, you know, to people up north. So psychologically, you already make them think that if they come down here, this is what happened. And not, not denying, not, not, not denying that they murdered, because that's that's the history of that. You ain't got to deny that. It's the history of the murdering. So, you know, that's, well, that's Yeah, I, I always find it funny who they pick and choose to kind of, to, to get the story life. You know, because my dad tell me stories. Of, he, knew, he grew up with guys that, that went missing and never came back and they were found hung the trees but he was like he would be like well, okay why this particular person um why they've been chosen to to be martyred i guess for to a certain extent um so, so you know my thing is okay was emmett till a, a a character of uh a character figure figure for something bigger than than what he was supposed to be well like you just you look at what was done here in duluth you remember the, the the picture of them on the pole and it's yeah. two up on the ground, one up. Yeah. And the, and the true picture, the true story is all three of them was hanging on the pole. Okay. They was one was way up there, one was in the middle. So, and they were supposed to be just farm workers, you know, just, no circus. Excuse me. They was just in the circus and got blamed. Three of them got blamed. Tore mm-hmm. the jail down, and the same kind of thing in the twenties, mm-hmm. in Duluth where there ain't hardly no, you know, it's like. Why? What was the anger about these three men? They tear down the jail, Sly. They tear down the jail to get to these dudes and do all that to them. And it's the same kind of thing. Why? Why the overkill? Mm-hmm. So that's where it does. It turns into a little bit of psyop, too. And you know magic. Look what happened to his daddy. Look what happened to him. You know, well, curse. If, um, if you don't mind, for those that don't know what, what happened to his, to his dad, if you want to get into that real quick. Oh yeah, well his dad was in World War II. His dad was had a, some kind of assault case too, I think here, and and uh, he was given the thing where either go in the military. Oh, I think yeah, he almost killed the mother. So it was either go in the military or go to jail, and he goes into the military. While he was in Italy, he got arrested and and, and acquitted, or, or no, not acquitted. He, he got found guilty of a rape in an Italian woman, Louis Till, and they killed him. In Italy, I believe, executed, court martial execution. So now, my question to you would be: Do you believe that narrative? Now, even though they say he 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 choked Mamie out at one point, choked mm-hmm. her, choked unconscious. So we're seeming up, we're setting up the violent black. I see where it's going, mm-hmm. but do you believe he? You know, from what you can gather. Well, that's why I was confused because there is a case where they get a bunch of them over there for doing yeah. the same thing. So when I first saw it, I thought, was he part of that? Because there's a case where six or seven of them got killed um, for something very similar. Not a rebellion, but something similar, raping mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. So I, I haven't researched more to see if he was part of that. So, but again, yeah, the same thing. Is you can't be around them because we know. They told about when they went in World War I. That they was looked at when they went back over there, the people who loved them. You know, you, you don't hear anything from the brothers. And then they start putting the, the, the stories out that if brothers came back from World War One in uniforms, they would get killed. Mm. Who would allow that? 
Who would allow that? I, I mean, they, they've done it un- undercover, kind of, but blatantly, like they, they they said, these guys come back. And I understand the stereotype, the stereotype of saying, I can't let these people look like heroes where, around where we live. I mm-hmm. can't be able to get these people. To, that, and that's kind of, you know, mm-hmm. that's kind of the, psych, the psyop of what's going on. I can't show that these people can be heroes. So we have to eliminate them because we can't let them know that these people can be heroes. So. Okay. All right, cool, cool, cool. So, what else? Is, what else is on your mind? <laughs> oh, oh, not a whole bunch, man. Not not a whole bunch. You know, uh, I, I, they, they they put me in timeout this week. So. Oh, for, for what? Which video do you know? Yeah, um, the one I did about the, I guess the the, the Fox News about the wrong corporation saying some information. You know, so yeah, they, I'm off until next week. <laughs> so, but they, they, they're pinching everybody. Everybody's getting pinched for just. But but you know, I like what what, what you guys and and uh, what, what you and the guys put out there on what kind of men are you? You know, as I'm approaching sixty, that's what I have. Like I finally got my youngest to graduate, which in a, some ways, you know, is an achievement in itself mm-hmm. where he's come from. But mm-hmm. you know, his manhood's coming. But it's like the decision of, of how we teach these young people, you know, how how do we we, we, we we be good role models where these people get used to seeing men, get used to seeing women and not just to be in conflict, you know, mm-hmm. just solid people. And that's what I think, you know, these kind of platforms do is show that they're, they're solid people of us where we, we have people that can just, it's all solid, you know, that all, you know, have something at least going on, can, can freely give information. Mm-hmm. You give a lot of information, you know. Well, you know, it's funny you say that because I guess the more the longer I've done this, now I realize it's more important for me to live leave a digital footprint. So in case my daughter's like, let me see what the fuck my dad was talking about, because I don't, you know, how some if you grow up as a son of a uh, daughter of a preacher man, they're always preaching, they're, they always bring the work home. I don't do that. Like I don't talk this sh- this shit to my daughter. Like I just be like, hey, what's up? We're going to the movies. Like I don't bombard her with everything that I, I I know or that I've learned. I just figure one day, you know, she'll punch up YouTube or whatever and be like, "Let me see what my dad was, you know, what he was, what he was on." Because I just, I I I guess I, I guess I'm different, you know. Well, I, I know some she, she some parent. It. Go ahead, I'm sorry. She gets it from you. You you know what you just explained is all this energy that you have. She's around it daily, so she gets it. She's absorbed with it, and so that's a good thing. That's all. Go ahead. No, keep going. No, nah, I just figured, you know, I don't want to groom my child into, you know, well, you know, I'm a dad at the government and, you know, and the vaccines and I just, the sun, the moon, and the stars. I don't want my kid to be bombarded with that shit. I want her to be a kid, you know, until oh. she's ready to ask me questions or seek out the stuff. Then it's there for her to, uh, to, to research for the, for the most part, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, but just being exposed to you, being around you and your ideas and just your funniness, how they imitate you. My daughter imitates me and her brothers. It's just funny how she can show all these different personalities, how each brother is. Yeah. You know? And it's just watching the young lady she's becoming and even my other daughter. You know, it's, it's mind-blowing. But it's part of life. You know? It's part of life. Indeed. I'm indeed. welcome. Glad to be an elder. You know? And, you know, we've been doing this since seventeen. Yeah. 17 brother the summer of 17 
Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and, and how we was doing the thing compared to uh, the way the platforms, you know, it's just grown out so much and all good people, you know, feeling good and and, and getting the information and sharing their, their knowing. Well, let me ask you this. Are you surprised from, say, like four years ago, how, how things have are turning out or progressing? I was caught off guard that it came in so quickly. Okay. I mean, it came it came in really quick. The, the censorship change came in like automatically. Yeah. Like once that that came in, it that came in first. The censorship came in first, uh, which caught me by surprise. It came in so quickly. Mm -hmm. um, so that a little bit was, was was interesting to see, and and now it's just the, the rules are set, so you have to play within the rules as they show. Like you said, this is even though other platforms, this is what they want to do business. You know, they, they definitely want this to do business. We, we, mm. we watched just like we was talking about other folks and just how they made some, some moves. And you see how they can throw that energy, how they can take it away from you and how they can just throw it over there. Mm -hmm. So. Um, I, OK, so I add to you, like I consider like the whole because we talked about the mean the basketball manipulation. I, I love going back to this topic because this is your, this is your thing. Like sports scripted scripted is, this is, this is what you do, right? Do you find more people more accepting of the idea of sports being scripted now, as opposed to say three, four years ago? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's the, 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 just, just the word, I, you know, that, that I really, really originated has just spread as a search now where people have different opinions of it. Um, but, but as I said, it, wrestling is accepted. So eventually they're going to have to come out. Wrestling has been accepted. Eventually, they, it's no way. It's no way you're going to squeeze wrestling like you do. And people still bet crazy on wrestling matches. It's, a, it's such a moving script where you can bet work for wrestling matches. I mean, it's the money is still, you can still bet. And you already know that it's kind of, but the other sports are like this. So people look at it. People are like, well, I can see where this play was. You know, it's a, yeah. but, but all of it, I don't know. So um, it, it seems like people are kind of accepting it. Do you believe that the NBA is still wanting to shift to a more European centered or European, 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 um, if they could whitewash the NBA? Well, they're doing it with Africans too. And they're doing it with brothers from Canada. You know, it's uh, Australia. It's like, uh, and it's unfair. It's really it goes back into like the parts of slavery where it didn't make sense. Why would you bring more people on a land that's just this? Mm -hmm. It's people already here that's doing all these jobs. How, mm -hmm. how are you going to bring in people that can't do the jobs? Mm -hmm. But it's like what they've done is that was the minor league. I mean, really, really, it was considered the minor league. They switched it to China. You know, China became the top league in the NBA. You go play over there back and forth. And uh, suddenly we're supposed to say that these minor league players are good enough. Right. Now, Dirk played a great career, but early in his career, he, he wasn't. He was like, he, he really shouldn't even made it. I mean, th their skills were so how others are compared. I'm, I'm not getting excused to anybody. Mm -hmm. Giannis, look at Giannis when he came in. Mm -hmm. And he came in with one of my guys. You know, I always talk about Shadi Vaughn. He came in with Shadi when Shadi came in the league. They came in the league a year apart, I believe. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. I think Giannis went one in the, the previous year, then Shadi went in there. Mm -hmm. So look at that Giannis compared to what he turned into. And then his brothers is in the league. And you got all these dudes. Now they're paying more people in the G League. They are. 
it's more opportunities. You know, they're going to open China back up where they're going to let. But and not to say people like in baseball, you play in the minor leagues, you, you, you get pushed up. I'm, I'm not saying that they can't. But a visa is supposed to be a person that has a – they have an ability that makes them specialer than a person living in America doing the same job. Mm-hmm. That's my understanding of it. it. It's supposed to give you that you have some skill that gives you, you know, where a person in America don't have that. And you don't see that. You don't see it. You don't see it. I mean, it goes back into where they, they would follow tall people home that lived in certain spots in Europe. If they saw a dad or whatever in the military, they would watch them and see if they had children and then put them through camps. The NBA has known about these dudes since they was little. I mean, Dirk got to play against Barkley and them like a dream team after a year or something. Yeah, I mean, right. you see where they was already, you know, putting them around them. That's just, you know, you think that's an accident? You know, that, you know that's how they brought them around. That's just how they brought them around. So it's we saw what it became, and but it replaces players that there's not – if people get the treatment that Luca gets, people would be successful. Like you see Trey Young. Trey Young tonight got a bunch of calls just going into people. Last week they didn't give him that call. Tonight right. they gave him that call. And you look at people's games where they either shooting threes or shooting free throws. I mean, look at some of these cats. They either shooting threes or they, they ain't going to the hole. They ain't handling. Mm-hmm. You know, they just really got to stay out of the three. Maybe could rebound. So – it's an attack. I mean, not saying everybody ain't welcome, but it's definitely eliminating people. So then, what happens to the AAU teams? Because, as, as far as I can tell, those are mean for black, young black American men. That goes perfectly. That goes back into like if you looked at the NBA and ABA merger, it was a mixture of players. Now back then they say a certain teams kept a certain amount. Not by 1977, it was no you. It was like you had the best players. And if you look at the ABA before the merger, and even the NBA, it was almost a mixture. And Sly, it really looks like they cut them dudes out. Like the best three-point shooter ever in the ABA was Louis Dampier. He didn't go in the league. Roger Brown, they paid him a bunch of money because they had blackballed him, so that's why he. But this dude. Not one year, just to say I play in the NBA, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like they eliminated them. But I agree with what you said about the AAU programs, absolutely. But it, it seems like almost like they said, well, we're going to stop part of our people from being entertainers. It really seems like that became a thing. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at it in general, because how did this shift become so great at every level? At every level, all of a sudden, you know, it just doesn't happen like Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, Larry Bird threw a wrench in there. Um, uh, but but look at it. You can see where it dwindled. And, and where was the next? Like Christian Leitner, they expected to be the next Larry Bird. He wasn't. He wasn't. So where, you know, where was that kind of, You really never see that really again. Right. Lucas sort of, uh, not as good. Larry Bird was a way better shooter, but sort of. But again, we see him, he getting like what Trey Young did. You know, and they turned, they definitely turned the basket on. You see the ball roll. It's manipulated. It's just that simple. That's the, the, the newer system. And they can make them switch. Don't anybody say they can't make them switch. No, no, that's part of the system, too. There's something in the net. I picked that up from Jerry West. He, from over almost the other half court, there was something there in that net that guided that, too. And that's, again, getting into, you know, uh, one brother under basketball relation, uh, missile technology, you know, being able to, to take it because they already meant that, like, uh, it's balls that got the stuff in it. 
You know, they, they already said the football's got like the amount of miles or something on the football. They already mm. tell you it's in this stuff. Mm-hmm. So this stuff, you know, this stuff is in this stuff. And that's why they went to synthetic balls. More that's easier to use in the system. That's right. Because first they tried them. Remember, remember, at first they tried them and they complained, didn't want them. Yeah. But by the time he got up out of there, they put them back in there. And that's what they paid. Every level plays with today's synthetic balls. Yeah, because there's a big difference between leather and what they oh. use now. It's it, the the physics behind it is it's it's oh. not even. <laughs> well, and the wear, you know, that was the problem at first. It's just they wouldn't really wear. You know, yeah. it's hard to break the balls in. You know, that was the complaint that they took. They, they they kept that integrity for so long. Where you know, a normal leather ball would after a while break in. Mm-hmm. These balls, it just took a lot to break them in. So even practicing with them wasn't wasn't making them cure. You know, so that's why I think they went to the back to the drawing board. Mm-hmm. And brought up this this product we see it now, because uh, nobody can believe those those seasons uh, Curry had, you know, that blow teams out just easily, blow teams out in the beginning of the game. He ain't playing in the fourth quarter. I mean, it just doesn't work out. And that's where you see more of the Globetrotters script, you know. Yeah. Okay. Globetrotters okay. play music. Remember at first, Globetrotters when they played serious ball, they would play music. When they was doing tricks, they what? They were, right. You know, when they was playing, you know, just going up and down. They play music. NBA later incorporated that. It, it sounds like listening to the game today. They, they put that out. But for last, before COVID, they were still doing that. Okay. They was playing music like the Globetrotters played during the game. Yeah, I've seen them play one time, and you just knew at any point if they wanted to blow those guys out, you couldn't You couldn't stop. <laughs> you just no, couldn't. no, no. And it's, I don't know. Yeah, I've watched Wiggins. Where instead of him dunking, he puts a layup and they push the layup out. Yeah. I mean, you know, one game, like if they start the game out, like it's a breakaway, he don't dunk it. Mm-hmm. But he puts it on the backboard. And that's why I say about the earbuds. It's like, why didn't he dunk it? He by himself, just as easy to dunk it than to, to risk it on the backboard. And they would catch it and roll it and push it out. Well, for those that are not privy to the, to the earbud um, purpose and use, because I know a lot of people are like, what does that mean? With earbuds, so what? If you, if you don't mind what you get into that uh, for the people. Well, this like this technology goes back into them early trying to put radios. You know, they had two-way radios in the probably late 50s. So that's how long they've been having back and forth combination. And I know this was a helmet, but later this turns into, even though now you see the quarterback, they got a dot that, that shows that that player and the defensive player, they got radios in their helmets. So that stuff's been there, but they ain't even got, they got them, them buds in their ears. Now, mm-hmm. it just went beyond that they've got to have a radio helmet. No, all of them got that stuff. And as the game goes on, stuff is called out. It's it's almost like the little mad genius is watching. I, I, I had the little games, and it's like even the the, the, the football games now, where it's almost it, it's almost that up to moment where they tell them what the decisions. They tell the dude to hold. There's a lot of times you can see like, why did you hold? It was like a running play, and you see the receiver running. He's tackling the receiver. Mm-hmm. Like, why did he do that? It's a running play. What what you thought he was going to get past you? Mm-hmm. I mean, it just. You can see the scripting. So it's it's too many. And Smith's play, go back to Smith's play. Look it up. <laughs> look it up. Go back to Smith's play against the, the Warriors, where he get the rebound and could have just went up and scored. He dribbles out. I mean, you see it when LeBron says, why didn't you shoot? He says, ain't we up? <laughs> like somebody told him he was up. Like he didn't really know. Now, did he act? He, he, he like looked dumbified to me. He acted like, you know, he believed what was being told to him. So. I have a football question for you. Okay. Now, I never understood. Okay, it, it never made real logical sense for me. If your coach, offensive, defensive coaches are on the field, 
They're assessing the plays. They have a playbook. I get all that. Why do I need guys at the top in the boxes? Is that because they can provide a different perspective than the coaches on the field? It's, it's funny. Um, it's, you know, the old-time football dudes I was around didn't need that stuff. They could see and see and guide what's on the field. Right. But universally, everybody can't see it like that. And that gives you a better vantage point. And you, it, it, it clearly looks like you're looking at a movie, you know, because you're sitting up, you're higher, so you're sitting up, you know, and the way football is set up in the, in the, in the defensive and offensive line, you get a better, broader look out of it. Whereas the coaches, you know, the coach is stuck on the same plane of it. You have another set of eyes that see it and can see the whole field. Okay, maybe this is a dumb question, but wouldn't it make more sense to have the head coach at the top so he can assess everything? <laughs> uh, humor me on that, but it, it, it makes more sense to have the, the guy that's calling the shots, right? I mean, well, I, I get you. I get it. You trust your, your OC and your, D, your DCs, but you, you, so, you know, like, why would you not have the guy at the top so he can eagle eye everything? Well, well, that's a, that's another thing. There are coaches that still call the plays, even though he got somebody up there. He still called the plays, and they're telling him stuff. He's like, "What? What do you see? This is what I saw. Is this going to work?" And they're like, "This is what it is," and they're just going back and forth. And and so he still he's got the list on what to do on down situations, but it's all computer kind of fed to him too. But so if some dudes still do it, they they'll still be the offensive coordinator and be the head coach. So it's certain people do it differently. Certain people do have a different way of different field. Newer dudes, I would say the last forty years, everybody wants somebody up there. But see, the personality got to be on the field. You know, you the personality too. If you you the face of of the football program. You, you got to be on the field. Okay, okay. They pay some of these coaches. They come to see the coaches. <laughs> these these rich coaches that just winning, you know, they come to see them. So that's the face. That's why. Okay, 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 okay. I get it. I just I was I was like, well, why wouldn't you have the, the coach? But then I, I get like what what Nick is saying. You need the coach on the sidelines to to, to talk to the players and yeah. and uh, it's, okay, it's his butt on the line. Yeah, it's his butt on the line. Not theirs up there. So they want that face to be be out there on that fire. <laughs> this is true. This is true. And that's it's not too many jobs where you just out there and everybody sees your failure so quickly, and they might fire you on Monday, and everybody see you that you know you lost that looter. Man, it's nothing like when you get cut from sports. It's a cold thing. Yeah, I, I've had friends be cut. It's it's a it's not like being fired from a job. It's a whole different. It's almost you get erased. Yeah, and and, the, and depending really like the relationships I'm going out is kind of like how you go into other slots. But sometimes, like 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 Rosie Perez said, it's sometimes when you lose you really win. Sometimes you know when you tie. So it's like it's just these relationships you get into these spots, and people be staying like football people, football minds for life. So it's like these relationships will become valuable as we move on, no matter mm-hmm. where the spot you. Get. And that's kind of like why people say, why do they keep this cold asylum? I mean, this this is it's a dude. What what the dude who won the Super Bowl for the Buccaneers? He go back to Bear Bryant. Okay. When he was a young dude. He go back to him. Okay. He was one of his young dudes. So do you see how, you know how that's that's how long that is? That's sixty plus years going back. So okay, okay. That's how they do it. That's these relationships. Well, yeah, it's 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 a fraternity at the end of the day, and I, you know, people don't understand. I, like, it's like once you're in, you're in. Like, if you don't ruffle feathers, 
you don't make waves you know you're in you're in you can be a journeyman through your later years that's what i wanted to also talk to you about mm-hmm. the, jer- the journeyman athlete like because I, I was, was talking about kwame brown and and and, and matt barnes mm-hmm. and stephen jackson um talk about the journeyman athlete because people were like well okay i don't want to get on the kwame thing but for what he was drafted to do he didn't work out but but was he able to because of his body size he was able to be of service to enough teams to keep a career going like vince carter there's no way vince carter should have been on anybody's bench for the last five six years of his career and nigga didn't do shit He's still athletic, though. He can still play defense to get up and down. Okay. Some people like having that. But let's, okay, I guess we're looking at it, the, the term journeyman, we're looking at it wrong because if you, you apply it to boxing, you can talk about some dudes that had a hundred and some fights. Like if you look at Archie Moore, mm-hmm. you look at, uh, what is his name, Armstrong. Um, but Archie Moore, he didn't win the title until he was like in his 40s, I think. Right. You know, and this dude, almost 300 fights. He, I think he got down to the most knockouts if he ain't number two. It, you know, from a boxing standpoint, that is kind of common. You see dudes that can go get paid to box. Mm-hmm. You know, I grew up around that. You know, I grew up around that kind of thing. I'm Hank Grooms. Hank Grooms, uh, I've told the story before. Uh, uh, Leon was the, the champion my senior year, slide. Leon is up in Calvinsville, Michigan, my senior okay. year in high school. Okay. Leon was crazy, but I grew up around boxers. I, I met Ali brother then, um, Terrell. Uh, Jersey Jump came to the crib when I was 12. Sat there for a couple of hours. Okay, okay. He knew Hank. You know, this is the heavyweight champion. You're talking about, you know, uh, degrees of people. He, he goes back through Joe Lewis to smelling, you know, it's just the history of boxing. So so that's – but, but okay, from what, what you applied, let me, let, me, let me get it. Okay, so basketball-wise, taller players have long careers. True. Like Sinners, Jabbar. Look at Jabbar. I think he's yeah. about the, the, the longest career, and he only played with two teams. Yeah. Um, Robert Parrish is another example. You know, John Sally. You know, dude, this big that can practice too and fill in. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but Kwame was known as one of the strongest dudes. Like his age, like, like when Kwame got a grown NBA person, he was known as one of the strongest dudes in the league. That's why he could guard almost anybody at 6'10, 6'10 and a half. Mm-hmm. Because he was strong enough where they wasn't really blowing by. You know, he was able to chest up and be on him. Right. And he was about the same height as Duncan. You know, not to say they have a better team, but but going from him. I mean, they 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 say that this man was like, yeah, he grabbed a couple fellas like Will Chamberlain style. Mm-hmm. Grab him and move a grown six eight, six nine man. And the man that couldn't really do nothing. He was that yeah. kind of strong brother. Yeah. So that's not uncommon to, to get that many years for taller players. It seems to be a kind of thing for that. Where Shaq, you know, Shaq went around being older. Sally, you know, practicing. And it's like another coach, you know, do practice with him, push everybody, which again, it takes away from a younger person's opportunity. See, that's the thing. It's yeah, like, yeah. A, it's almost a catch 22. Yeah, you want the on, you want the on field presence, almost like a second coach. But at the end of the day, yeah, you're, you're preventing a young guy from getting his chops up to, you know, to learn for to a certain extent. Absolutely. It's Stivey speaking. It keeps people in positions. And, you know, everything's about time. You know, you, you only stay young and golden for so long. You you in your golden years, baby. You, you, you getting it. You getting it. Man, listen, I, I don't know. You feel better than I do. When I, when... Youthful years, I'd say. Not golden. I'm sorry. But youthful years. You well, you know, I, 
I'm learning to appreciate um, this. This is still new to me. You know, I can still remember waking up. I was 25. I can still remember waking up when I was 30, 35. Now it's like, oh, shit, I might be 46. Like, oh, the back and the knees don't. The mind and is always willy. <laughs> that, that energy of being near a basket and me slamming, I can still feel it. Yeah. Uh, I just can't do it in this body no more. Yeah, yeah. It's not there for that. I can just admire and remember it was a time, but uh, just going, you know, get part of that energy to work out, walk, be active. You know? And it, it gets hard because you have to relearn how to stay in shape. Yeah. Know? It's like hooping for a lot of people, especially football players. Mm -hmm. let, let me ask you this before I let you go. Okay. Um, the state of manhood, and you touched on this earlier, are you worried about how it's going to look um, for your sons in the next 10 to 15 years? Are you worried about how they're going to be perceived um, compared to the current climate and state of how manhood is being, I guess, basically reprogrammed at this point? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it, it's, can't avoid it. You know, you really can't avoid it. It's, it's ingrained. You know, it's really ingrained. Like, like they get on um, BLM because they say that their agenda with the families, but that thing has been there. You know, even before they was pushing for this thing, don't just blame it. It's coming from them. That stuff's been pushed. Right. So it just didn't come from them. I mean, no, that's the latest thing to try to put them, but that idea was already out there. It wasn't just them. So there is such an attack. I mean, the, the areas now of, of the cities, these pockets, it's like, how do you, like, how does, how do people become a man? Like that video you talked about, you know, I was talking to my son and we were saying how, you know, the people in Chicago, you know, use that little phrase you were saying, you know, and he was like, yeah, it's, it's you know, he, he hears all the stuff. Yeah. And it was like, yeah. And that's, it's a mentality of that, you know, because it's, 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 it's almost like they put the mafia kind of coming in, you know, or you have to go mark somebody at a young age. And if you show you had that psychotic ability, you know, that's mm -hmm. a imbecile psychopath, mm -hmm. you come in, mm -hmm. you know, so you stuck in that kind of thing where I call it, they play tags with guns. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's what was done by the CIA to our people back in the eighties playing tag with guns. Like the young man that, that was around my age, that just passed, you know, his first story, like when he got hit, you know, like, like that first story, when he got hit and his brother avenged him, Mm -hmm. You know what happened to him when they got him the first time and his brother avenging him? I mean, that's just totally tied. You know, his brother and them just said they went to another hood and just shot some people up. In, in that book, Monster, that book is up in that Yeah, book. yeah, 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 yeah. And they got yeah. him on film, too. They got him yes. on film, he'll tell the same story. Yeah. Because he'll tell the story almost like a Vietnam vet, you know, right. like hitting somebody close with a shotgun and seeing what the shotgun would do to somebody. You know, just seeing that. And it's the same thing that a Vietnam vet would say, you know, those young brothers that was, was in that kind of combat, seeing what a gun would do, you know, to a person. Mm -hmm. And it's that same kind of uh, mentality. But now at a younger level, um, backed somewhat, you know, uh, engineered. I mean, all this stuff is always engineered. So, But it's, you know, that's hey, our job. Like you said, we ain't here to say nobody. It's, it's too late for that. You know, it's too late for that. And, and I want to just, let me get this to ask you too. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So, you know, everything is about timing. And I'm not trying to throw anybody's name under the bus, but the Jamatri person, I'll say that. He was in front of, um, and this is not throwing him under the bus, but I'm saying timing is everything. So when they first opened up Portland with fans, you know, he went up there and was, was speaking Jamatri at the people. But it's all about timing. 
It's like even with Kwame coming in, it's a timing where he came in. You know, it's that timing and you got to read the people because some things you say, oh, this is what I wanted to commend you on. Thank you. I forgot. It was like you were saying, don't shame these people. And this is the same point. He was like, quit back shaming people. And I had really never thought about it like that. Mm -hmm. But what you were saying and what it is as a thing, it was like, okay, if they take it, it's over. They can't hear you. You know, even if they think they're going to go take it, they can't hear you because they've got it in their mind. So no matter what you do, that is for them. There's people even before they took the shot that they already agreed. Already made up their mind. Yeah. My parents so took it. And I'm like, I'm not going to argue with my parents. There you go. The energy was already there that they was going to agree. And so after that, that thought of doing it, there was nothing you could say. That's how these programs work. That's a program, too. You know, that's a program of PSYOP, what you touched on, of what all this, mm -hmm. a type of PSYOP. And I'm not trying to, you know, don't want to say too much. No, no, I, it's just, um, yeah, it, it, it's it's going to turn into one of those scenarios where you just, look, look, look at them, look at them. They're not doing it. They're not, you know, and then you see the, the signs. If you see any suspicious activity, let somebody know. I'm, I was just in the DMV today. If you see suspicious activity, tell us, let us, let somebody know. Here's a number to call. I'm just like, oh my God. So you oh, complain yeah. about the snitch culture. Yeah. Or the lack thereof, or it's over in abundance in, in the criminal world, but now it's, it's coming to the civilian ranks. Oh, yeah. Oh, that Sweet Tooth, showing that. You know, you follow any of that Sweet Tooth stuff? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of showing that. You know, you got any symptoms, and you see the ritual that they do. You know, it's it's kind of a <laughs> new year. Uh, <laughs> but it's it's a lot of, uh, well, like, like the song says, even though times are wicked, you still got to know how to pimp it. No other way to get around it. So. Well, let me ask you, you said that it's always been like this. At what point did you notice the, the fix was in as far as the manhood and, and the, the remapping, repro reprogramming of, of, what, of said manhood? Even like when we talked about summers ago with Dark Man X and everybody Nazi saluting. And, and thinking that that is really a natural energy of ours and that that was a sense of pride, you know? But, but it was like, even like the falsehood coming in with the African stuff, mm -hmm. I think all oh, that was really attacked too. Mm -hmm. You know, it was like taken away from the systems where some of the people grew up in different systems. You know, you looking way here and you ain't looking at, you know, you ain't looking at the blood mm -hmm. and looking at them books with them true trees in it. And so it's distracting you from like, wait a minute, we got all this information. So I would say when the black history stuff started coming in, like I said, this little book I got, you know, this this ethnic stuff or the black history gospel. I mean, you see it all the cycle, you know, and that's why people older than me, some of the people, they can't even read the stuff. I got a cousin just talking about she got her uh, her DNA stuff from the countries. And I'm like this. She's about 64. And I'm just like, there's nothing I can say. You can look at the package and see if it's real or not. Yeah, I, I've you can't seen say that people. I, I've seen them. I'm sitting here, and I, I was like, hey, "You okay?" I mean, if, if that's what you, who am I to <laughs> who am I to disturb your reality and and distort your truth? That's what you believe. God bless you. I hope you find something. I hope it gives you solace. I'm not here to to shame or get, 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 I guess get people to change a religion. 
mm-hmm. you know, and um, I see a lot of that trying to convert people into things that they don't want to be. And the more you try to force uh, your 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 beliefs onto somebody, the more they're going to reject it. And, it. and then it turns violent to some degree, you know. Well, we talked before the movie Julia that trained women how to be. OK, you know, that that movie, you know, with Diane Carroll, top actress. Had it was the first to get the TV show. I think she did the TV show maybe right after that. Uh-huh. You know, she went right into Julia. But she showed, the, you know, of how they was living in living there without a man. You know, got to hide the TVs. You know, any little thing would take away from your money of us taking care of you. No man. Push the man out. I remember the Jet magazine cover. and It, it said America's f- first black family. And it was her with the little boy. Yeah, and no man in sight. No, no. Her, her, her husband died in Vietnam, I think. She was a nurse. And I think That's her husband right. died in Vietnam. That's I right. Remember. I used to watch her. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah, she got boyfriends. Dude, it seemed like one of the boyfriends used to play on Ironside. That dude. But yeah, she had boyfriends. Okay. Okay. But, you, you know, the question, like, when did the strong man go away? Because even like in the black expectation films, the, the, the brothers are strong men. Mm-hmm. Shaft is kicking ass and fooling mugs. Yeah, yeah. He's out there saying hunky this. And I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> and, and, and he ain't out there. He ain't out there in the streets. He moving the way you're supposed to move. Yeah. You know, he moves silently through them streets. Everybody know him, but he be about his business. Yeah. And that's that's that kind of dude. What was his name? Um, Avery. What was his name? Avery. Uh, Avery Brooks. Avery Brooks, remember he played Hawk. He played Hawk. It was only six or seven episodes, and they cut it. And he always saving the white. He always saved Robert Ulrich's characters his ass because he was always in a jam. And here come Hawk to save the day. Yes. Mm, they put Hawk out there with that forty-four, like six, eight inch. He had like an eight inch. Yeah. Hawk was a bad man. They only gave him out six episodes. Well, yeah, uh-huh. he did. He, they did give him a spinoff, right? He had a yeah. Then he and ended then up last. Back. Okay, that's right. Then he ended that's up right. going back. But they gave right. Hawk was a bad character. He was smooth. And he screamed masculinity, you know, dress nice. I mean, if you get nothing from Michael Jackson, that kind of come a little bit from magic, that you dress nice. You know, it ain't all about just sweatsuits all the time. Times you just dress nice. And then they gave him the Star Trek series. That that was a good a good look. Um, I'll even go back to Buck Rogers. Even though the character that played Hawk was a white dude, he always struck me as a brother. He had Ooh. he he was very stoic. He didn't say much. You know what I'm saying? Then I'm like the hawk. Oh, he had the costume of the uh, the eagle with the hook and the beak, and he's always saving Buck's ass. Even and even though they didn't they get along, you know, Buck respected Hawk and what he brought to the table. But Hawk was his own man. Oh my you know? goodness! Let me tease you. Let me tease you. <laughs> I would watch this shit with my brother. My brother is 54, and I would get on Hawk. I'd be like. How is he like in this costume for so long? That high, that costume looks so hot. I would look like, man, how many minutes they gonna make it? I mean, didn't it look really hot? Wait. It always looked really hot to me. And then his ship was in the shape of a hawk and it had the claws. Yeah. And, <laughs> and he would attack Buck's ship and he would use the claws to attack the ship. Oh. I was like, what the fuck? And they had the first little robot band. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh. But my brother, if he ever hears this, he would die because he's like, you used to hate Hawk because Hawk would be so hot. He'd be like, man, you in space, but man, you got to be hot in that outfit. That yeah, outfit he, was hot. he was 
Yeah, he was always like a very. He struck me as like if this dude, this dude's a black dude. This is bullshit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Used to watch Buck Rogers too. You could even buy Buck Rogers toys back then. Yeah. Oh, did did I mention uh the Space Jam toys stuff is coming out? The Space okay. Jam Nike stuff. Would you Would you see? I can, um, I, you can I get the jackets. Again. You can get both teams' jerseys. I think in shorts. Okay. You can get uh Air One, some special one, and the LeBron that came out. Okay. But Converse came out with a version too that surprised me. But Nike, I think, owns Converse too. Mm-hmm. So there's Converse apparel too. So it's. Uh, I still say he plays in the Olympics because if you paid for that movie, wouldn't you make him play in the Olympics? I mean, without how, question, he yeah. ain't got to play. Yeah. But it just gives the movie more more air, and I to me I would be. You could, I, I, you you know what, what is a movie two three weeks shown on TV. You play in the Olympics, you might get three good weeks out of playing that, and it'll go worldwide. So to me, business-wise, that made more sense. But maybe they're going to not do that to make me look smart. So let me ask you, the whole LeBron-China thing, was LeBron unfairly scapegoated to a certain extent? It's because of LeBron, now you realize you have countries vested in certain proclivities with athletes, entertainment in the U.S. Did he... It's... I don't get I'm not mad LeBron. I get it. It's just I think it got exposed and he just happened to be right dead to rights in, in, in the target. Am I right or am I wrong? All we got to do is say this. Mulberry has what is called a, I think it's called a red card. He is the only American that I know of that has this card. That okay. means Stephen Mulberry is a Chinese citizen. That's right. This brother from New York, one of the boroughs, don't remember which one, he has dual citizenship with China. So it's already a relationship there. And he's went all the way with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's all in. So I can see where the, the dough go. Because they already showed they can sustain a system. Uh, they, it, it was, man, they've been putting like crazy games on, like these practice spring games. They ain't mm-hmm. spring games. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the basketball tournament has come on a few cable channels, so you can see where the independent kind of thing is, is pushing more and more. Mm-hmm. So, where the dough is is where LeBron going. To be. So, no, he was scapegoated. That's to answer your question. Yeah, they 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 put some fake shade. Um, what what does LeBron end up? Does he come back to LA? You think? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it's 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 still for him to play with his son. He's already said as such. That's so, the, so that's the end goal for him to, to do the uh, King Griffey? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. That, that's, that's no doubt. They show you that, in the, remember the Gatorade commercial? His son supposedly went to Duke? Yes. And, and you know, I saw Jordan's sons play. Mm, is he that much better? He's about similar size to them boys. Nah. And is he that much better? Because really, Jeffrey Jordan was quite athletic. He was quite athletic. But, uh, I don't know. He ain't six nine. No, so. that I think that, but but Trey Young, Trey Young in the league, he, he biggest Trey Young is. So they let Trey Young do it, so they let him do it. They let him do it. I mean, he's been doing it his whole life. Been shooting yeah. pro 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 goals, being around pro players. I mean, I read about that back when I was a young, young man. They said okay. that the, you know that the, the chance of you ascending to that level was was greatly enhanced. Okay. Because again, it's all about the relationships. And like, like what you were saying with the AAU and stuff. And that goes back to that question. You know, uh, 
certain part of society seems like they've been, you know, kind of not pushed in that way. Well, who, okay, so who actually runs basketball AAU? Is it a multitude of AAU um, throughout the country? Are they, under, are, they, are they under one unifying body? Well, I, I guess my only way to answer this is because I'm not really sure because each, the way that the money would come in, they would, like, if you had an organization of one of the AAU affiliates, you could bring a gym in and then you could hire the gym and you could hire the officials and it was a set amount. So, but that was pretty much going at the state level. Now, how that inter- went into the national level, I really couldn't say, but that's kind of how they moved. Now, I know when I moved here, when I first moved here, right before I retired, Refn, um, they wasn't with them. AAU was very, they had pushed them out. They had a thing that here, Nebraska, Iowa, I'm trying to think, a couple little places cut them, and they had their own thing. They, they replaced it. So I, I worked for that. I forget what that was called. It was MIA something. Oh, well, yeah, because they had their own natural farming systems, and it was coming into, well, you're competing well, with. Because um, what, what what you saw is what happens in baseball in South America. You know, they have academies now. That's right. And, and you, you was living in Chicago. Yeah. Chicago was the first time I was seeing yeah, it. I, I, yeah, they... Uh, Where it was I, actually academies that, you know, uh, you would go to. If he didn't play on a team, what they was guaranteed, if you put them in young enough, they was guaranteed to make the high school teams. What they didn't tell you is that they already knew the high school coaches, and the high school coaches was coming to see their people play. So, you know, this is what the FBI kind of uncovered. It was these kind of relationships, you know, going and, I mean, it's something that's been going like that for a long time. Yeah, because I remember for us, uh, I, was, I was on a Pony League team, and we got to the first regional round of, of, of the Pony League World Series, and they took us to one of those facilities. But then you notice all the white kids' parents were talking to the officials, and, and all the black kids' parents were just like, you know, and come to find out these guys end up going, I know a few of those guys that went pro, went to the, uh, the major leagues and stuff, but they showed us early, like, hey, this, this is what, do it. yeah, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I was called where, you know, I didn't really have enough money to do that for one of my sons, you know, didn't have the money to put him into camps, was trying to hustle to get the money and just couldn't get the money. It's such a transition in my life. And I saw where even that kind of, she still should have been looked at, but I, I know how it goes. And it's, it's all about timing again. It's like mm-hmm. you got to be, you really got to have the clock ticked in. And even like Royce White. I mean, it, it's, it's like, I, I don't just talk about Shadi, but Royce White is another example of a dude who came through here like a storm, mm-hmm. you know, and just had these, these hiccups. Got put out to U, sent to Iowa State, played against Kentucky that eventually won the title, but he scored like 30-something on them. And they got him drafted in the first round by Houston. Okay. And then he plays the crazy mode. Remember, he couldn't travel, he couldn't fly, he go right. crazy. That's right. You know, not not, but but public record of the brother. You know, the brother had had some hiccups here. You know, he had moved around as even a young man because he had some hiccups. Okay. And so, and then he ended up trying to MMA. He was able. They let, let the young dudes play in the three on three league, so he's playing in that. But he was a cat that the same way Shotty went up. I, I still want to say Royce probably was McDonald All American. Shotty was. Right. So he played in McDonald with Towns in them. And, yeah. and what's his name? Um, plays for the Suns. Booker is from Michigan. Booker's from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, and his dad had to hook up. I watched one of my cousins did that. One of my cousins let her son go live with his daddy. His okay. daddy did the same thing. My cousin ended up going to play at uh, Eastern Michigan. Okay. And then he played like his dad a few years um, over in Europe. But, you know, it was like, hey, you come here with me. This is what's going to happen. Uh, yeah. As and, it and it's a lot like you were saying, what's the movie? You know, like when she put the, 
she took it um, with the Ice Cube movie where she took the son and said, teach yeah. you how to be a man. Yeah. Well, this way, it was, I have this craft, and I can pass this craft to him for sure. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's, we get pushed in entertainment, you know, so many ways, but for some people, that was the way. Okay. I wouldn't okay. trade it for nothing. Right, you know? right. Um, like I said, relationships, man, I'm still friends with the dudes, you know, I've been friends with for 40 plus years. Mm-hmm. One of my teammates just passed, you know what? And it's sad, I'll tell you, I got teammates, four or five of them, that have lost their legs, you know, and uh, this guy just passed, lost his vision to diabetes. Yeah. I know four of my friends, four of my teammates, and one coach. My head coach lost his leg, and then later, you know, he died. But he had diabetes, too. Now, what, do you think it's from poor diet or just? Like... Like my friend that lives in North Dakota, when he played, he's a brother from, uh, is it College Park? Is it College Park, Chicago? Allen Park? Uh, um, Downers Grove. Uh, um, I have to a... call him and I'll, I'll send it to you, but he's from Chicago. But this dude was 6'5", 360. You know, that was, he, he, he got drafted by Seattle, but he never went. Okay. So after he played college, he kind of just, you know, working and stuff. But Okay. I don't know, man. Like, you can't say that all these dudes had such a bad, you know, diet. What, like, what, you look at, like, what is, what what would affect these people that one time worked out a lot? Right. You know, like, you, you know, these people were quite active. Like, my friend from Chicago got shot when he was in high school. And sometimes to get out of practice, he's like, oh, the bullet moved. Boom. Oh, no. And then he was tired, didn't want to practice no more. But then he's like, oh, the bullet. And they would let him rest. <laughs> but that's how he, but he was telling, you know, I asked him again recently. Like, how did you get shot? He's like, man, uh, somebody messing with my sister. I went out there and somebody shot me on my side. Damn. He's like 17. Yeah, still play college football. Okay, okay. So, well, big home. You guys, you guys I, hey, tell, your, tell your, your other people that you sponsor, you have no complaints. <laughs> Sydney, thank you. Thank you. Sydney, thank you. Your production people, A plus. Where, where do I get any excellent service from? Because uh, you got you got a hell of a crew, man. I appreciate it. Hey, I take no credit, man. I'm just a small cog in a very very big machine, so I'm just doing my part. Yeah, you just have fun. Thank you, brother. No, as as always, brother. Um. So yeah, that was my spiritual big bro, uh, Eight Wind. Um, yeah, you guys, if you haven't subbed to his channel, go go do so as i wrap this up if you do me a favor just hit the like button on your way out as i read the credits um i don't know what show is this what is this going to be the morning star show i, I suppose yeah with uh, my my special guest host Edwin eagle um always find us uh on com. uh shout out to my producer uh, cindy ashby you can always find us uh replays uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google, and Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Play for the replays. I will leave this up for, I don't know, 24 hours, and then it's going to Patreon. So, um, new plan, scheme of things. I'm running, at whatever lives I do, I'll eventually just do live solely on the backup channel. And um, when I'm done, I'll just put everything on Patreon at that point, at like after 24 hours. So this is it's just best good business for me. It just makes more sense for me to do that, put it on Patreon. So uh, with that being said, thank you guys for hanging out. Priest, thank you for the uh, the super chat, my brother. 
Uh, did I miss anything? Oh, you know what? Before I go, before I go, hold up. Hold up, before I go. Before I go. Before I go. Alicia, thank you for the cash app. Edneys, thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, so let me... I had some notes I wanted to go over with you guys real quick. Okay, Dirk. Everyone knows about the rapper Lil Dirk. Okay, and now Dirk is an old Germanic word, and I want to thank Stormy for bringing this to my attention. Um, Dirk, D-U-R-K, not to be conf- con- to, to not to be uh, confused with the D-I-R-K. Dirk is an old Germanic word that also means prisoner of war. Okay. Dirk also means prisoner of war. So when you now you see Dirk in the news, um, I talked to my uncle back home. There's a there's still some some murders, uh, retaliation for uh, his brother being killed. So it is a literal war going on in Chicago that no one's talking about and they're not going to talk about because that's all street shit. That's the first thing. Uh, let me see what else. Okay, I'm going to be petty tonight. Yes, it also means captive. Yes. Yes. Um, This cat here, E.C. Itute, the Virginia, former linebacker for Virginia Tech that has been charged with, okay, what's he been charged with? Hold up, let me look this up. Something ain't right with this this story, y'all. Something ain't right. Something ain't right. And I'm going to keep saying that something ain't right. Okay. (laughs) E.C. Atute, a freshman linebacker for uh, Virginia Tech. Uh, Granted, he was granted bond on Wednesday. He's being charged with second-degree murder and the death of 40-year-old Jerry Smith. Now, the story goes that Jerry Smith goes by an alter ego named Angie okay the word on the street is that Jerry Smith is what's known as a a predator that seeks out black men okay now I'm I'm saying all this to say I'm going somewhere with this so just bear with me okay wait where's my chat where's my chat okay Odinga yes Odinga uh, Mubutu my man what's happening I, I ain't seen him in a minute I ain't seen him in a minute okay uh, wait, wait, wait. So, the story goes. Now, now, now. Now, we gonna blame this dude. Now, I'm gonna lay out why this is bullshit. Okay? I'm gonna lay out why this is bullshit. That nigga should be locked the fuck up. And I'm gonna I'm, I'm tell you why. So, Issei, Issei Itute hooked up with Jerry the first time. Okay? Apparently, Jerry... Gave EC head. Okay. All right. And then after receiving head from EC the first time, he goes back to visit him again. Then it's revealed. He discovers that Angie is actually Jerry. Now let now, 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 now see now listen, there's trickery. And then there's fuckery. This is a case of fuckery, not trickery. 
Now let me, let me, I'm gonna let me just, just let me take my time with this. So EC went back the second time for a supposed second encounter with Angie. But Sly, what does what does Angie look like? Well, I can't tell you what Angie looks like, but my nigga, I can tell you what Jerry looks like. Okay. Let's see what Jerry looks like. And he, and you'd be hard pressed to convince me this nigga was tricked by any goddamn body. Hold up. Ready? That's Jerry. That is Jerry, aka Angie. Now, I respectfully ask everybody in the chat, there's not enough makeup and wigs and dresses in the world to make this man look like a woman okay if you are dumb enough to be fooled by this guy in drag you deserve what happens to you i'm sorry but i'm not sorry this is a whole ass man with a square ass jaw okay if you are dumb enough to believe that this motherfucker with makeup and a wig can it can be a woman you understand okay okay stop playing with me stop playing with me stop playing with me okay stop exactly that man he damon knew he was a boy damon knew he was a boy okay damon knew he was a boy yes ec was was a homosexual he was a closeted homosexual now we don't know if angie was giving him money okay okay <laughs> y'all better stop playing with me with this dumb shit do not free that nigga lock that nigga up okay exactly how do you get tricked by that now don't get me wrong don't get me wrong there are some drag queens that will that could really push it to the limits and really give you a run for your money, okay? But um come on, you know, that's like when women tell me, well, he I didn't know he had a small dick. I'd be like, "Well, bitch, how do you didn't know he didn't he didn't some, he didn't have a small dick?" You know what I'm saying? It's like when women tell you, "Yeah, I didn't know he had a small dick." So, you didn't look at it. You didn't feel for it. You couldn't tell when it first came in. You know, you didn't inspect it, the the product before you sampled it. You know what I'm saying? This is the, this is what we have here. Okay. Okay. I, I I don't know. Like if 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 a if a girl's giving you head, I, I don't know. You play with her hair, might grab a titty or two. I don't know. But you're gonna sit here and try to convince me that EC was tricked by this square jaw looking ass white man that he was a woman no Tariq Nasheed shut the fuck up Tariq Nasheed shut the fuck up lock this nigga the fuck up that's right don't free this nigga don't free that nigga right y'all y'all give motherfuckers hell all day if a woman has a square jaw let a woman have a cleft in her chin what y'all gonna call her she's a man okay Y'all give women hell all day if they have a square jaw. Let's not get this nigga a pass. 
do not free that nigga. You understand? You that's right. You are a whole boy Damon. Okay? Now. <laughs> that's what we do over here, Steven. Thank you. And she had him coming back. Square jaw can't touch me. God damn. I can't with y'all. I can't. I can't. All right. My my last two points. Uh I want to talk about the the first episode of Loki, uh, real brief. Um, if you don't have Disney Plus, uh they have some of the best shows, original shows. I mean so Loki episode one. Um I I, I the universe is never wrong. So when when I had Mac on the other night, we were talking about doing mirror work, you know, looking looking at yourself in the mirror and being honest with yourself, okay? This is exactly what happened here in the first episode. In the first episode of Loki, Loki basically had to do mirror work because when the agent was playing his life story and on film and then, you know, Loki was like, I, I, I don't enjoy hurting people because Loki had to be honest with himself. So this whole time he's looking at the, at the footage dealing with his mother Frigga when she died and he sees his last moments before, you know, Thanos killed him. And then they freeze the frame. The last frame he freezes is when Thor was 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 hugging his dead body. Right. And so then when he breaks out and he finds the, the opens the drawer with a shitload of infinity stones. He's like, where'd you get all these from? And the, the one guy is the clerk's like, well, you know, we just use this as paperweights. We have tons of these. And then he said for 17 years, right? Loki realized 17 years of plotting, planning, strategizing, only to realize that it was all for naught. That was Loki's mirror work coming to grips uh, with himself to realize just how small and insignificant he really was in the timeline okay yeah if you remember the, the, the Avengers set up how hard Loki had to do he had to work just to, 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 to get the Tesseract and everyone's trying to get the Infinity. they had the, the Infinity Stones were paperweights like we got this shit all day it's nothing to us okay that's that uh yeah I don't care about the gender fluid thing because it, it, it is what it is okay uh, and then my final point, me and the wife had to go see A Quiet Place 2. Um, two things to take away from Quiet Place 2. Okay. Awesome. Excellent sequel. Of course, the, black, the brother dies. Diamond Huntsu. The brother, the brother always dies. But two points to take away from A Quiet Place 2. The first uh, important piece is once again, you have a white woman on screen on camera with a newborn baby and two young children begging Emmett to help her to help take care of her because she realizes she can't do it she needs a man once again quiet place 2 
you know, uh, the, the wife, you know, she's begging Emmett, please. Emmett's like, I, you can't stay here. There's not enough food. There's too much trouble. I can't take, I don't want you here. You got to leave. You got to go. She's begging. She opens the, 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 the box and shows the newborn baby. She's like, please. Right? <laughs> they will always remind you to their people what their natural order is. Okay? That white woman on screen was like, I can't do this. I need a man. I need a man. Okay? That's the first point. The second point is I didn't like the son was a pussy throughout the whole film. Now, he wasn't deaf, but he knew sign language because that's how he communicated with his sister, Lee. Right? The whole movie, he was a pussy. First clue was before the, the asteroid landed. He's at a baseball game and the first pitch goes by and he's. He jerks back because he's scared of the he's scared of the pitch, right? So this boy's been pussy this entire movie. And then the fucked up part was I will I will admit this fucked me up. When his leg got caught in the bear trap. Oh my god, listen. That young man did some phenomenal acting. Cause I felt his fucking pain. Do you understand? Like when he got hit with the bear trap, he screamed so loud. And you could I mean, phenomenal phenomenal acting by that young man I felt he really was fucked up in the bear trap the way he was screaming and he, he, he couldn't get the scream out you know what I'm saying like I felt that shit I seen the snap I said god damn it <laughs> I, I, I said damn <laughs> and he, phenomenal acting but throughout the entire film he was a pussy because when the sister was like, look, I'm going to go to this. I, I need to go. They found, they, they heard a radio signal from an island with a radio station. She's like, look, I'm about to, they're all signing. Okay. And she's like, I'm going to go find us help. I'm going to go find this island. And he's like, you can't go, please. I'm going to tell mom if you go. Like the whole time he was a pussy. And it wasn't until the very end when Emmett and the girl got to the radio station, turned the signal on, and the signal broadcasted through the radio. Then he's able to grab the radio and use it against the, the death angel. And then he grabs the gun, shoots the death angel. The, up until the entire time, the boy was a pussy. Period. He was a pussy. Now, the third and final point, third final point was the daughter. Okay. Do I want to call it a girl empowerment film? Because here's, here's the weird um, dichotomy you had. You had the mother who did, what, who did what she could, but at the end of the day, still needed Emmett. She needed the man. The daughter was like, I'm going to do this shit. I'm going to figure it out. Even though after she left, old girl said, Emmett, go find my daughter. Go bring my daughter back to me. Emmett goes to go find the daughter. They go on a little adventure together. But at the end of the day, when he got injured, his leg got cut at the radio station. She, you know what I'm saying, hooked the, the, ear, the earpiece up to the microphone and blasted the signal. And then she stabbed the death angel 
in its head. And then she pulls it out like the sort of Excalibur, right? She pulls a rod out of its head and she's like, it's like almost a girl power. It's like, oh, girl power. She did it. I didn't like that shit. I didn't like that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, listen, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Should have went to go see the movie. It's been out for two weeks now. That's your bad. So yeah, it was definitely a girl power movie. Oh, okay. One more thing wrong with Loki. Final point wrong with Loki. You had the big black burly husky ass woman. This is the sister that was in Lovecraft Country that played uh, 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 Jesse Smollett's sister. I couldn't stand her character. I was so glad when she, when she got killed in Lovecraft. But you had the big burly black ass woman. She plays the character Hunter B2 or B15. She's like in charge of security tracking. So you got the big black burly ass woman. And then the judge. The judge is a mixed light skin very genteel, dainty, feminine-looking woman. Y'all pay attention to this shit. They're not playing with y'all. Okay? And then to find out, old girl that plays the, the, the bodyguard or the, the big black husky sister, the bitch is British. I didn't know the bitch was British. I did not know she was British. But, um, yeah, so those are my takes from uh, A Quiet Place to and Loki. If you haven't seen it, I don't know what the fuck you're waiting on. That's, you know, if you're mad because I spoiled it, oh fucking well, you'll be aight. you tough, right? Uh, those are my final points. Let me see. Yes, those are my final points for tonight. Uh, once again, thank you guys for hanging out. Uh, everybody that super chatted, donated. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, yeah. Yeah, she listen, Melvin. Just a it's a big bitch. Okay, go back and watch Lovecraft Country. The dark skinned sister. That's a big bitch. And then the her costume, her outfit, you know, it's tactical gear. She's wearing boots, she's got a fucking um cattle prod. I mean, she just looks like a fucking big a big bitch, like a big all my life I had to fight ass type looking bitch. You know what I'm saying? So I have not seen Sweet Tooth yet. I will I will get to it when I get a chance. I will get to it when I get a chance. So Um She had a thyroid plot. Take it easy, bro. Man, listen. Then tell her she need to see Form Runner to get that thyroid to get that thyroid thing uh, fixed. Tell her to come see Form Runner. She's a big man, she should listen. Thyroid's one thing. She's a big bitch. Pitch is <laughs> I didn't say it. Y'all said it. Nah, right? Yo, Loki's dope. The first episode is dope. I'm hooked. It was a slow burn, but I'm hooked. I'm hooked. So, you know, Disney does not fuck around when it comes to this shit. So, um, listen, man, listen, y'all better. I'm, I'm telling y'all right now. The next Baba is, is going to be form runner. 
like Form Runner is, is and his and his crew, guys like him and Congo, like those are, those are our next boppers. You know what I'm saying? These are the guys we're gonna go to for you know for health and wellness. You know what I'm saying? These are the guys you go to when you're trying to avoid the doctor. Period. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yes, uh, yo, Masters of the Universe looks dope. Ah, uh, but the bad side, the bad, the bad part is, they've already leaked the synopsis. So basically, He Man gets sidelined for Tila. So the trailer, while it looks good and it, I, it got me hype, I read the synopsis. Uh, throughout the series, He Man will be sidelined for Tila. And if and if you're asking me how I know this, if you know anything about Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith talks a good game, but he's a liberal, he's a liberal fat fuck, uh, comic book nerd ass dude. So yes, uh, He-Man will be sidelined, uh, throughout the series for Tila. Tila will be the star of the show. Yeah. Mark my words. Mark my words. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Congo. Like I said, him, Congo, like those guys are like, are going to be our, you know, Bobby Hemmets and Phil Valentine's, you know what I'm saying? So I'm just, uh, I feel honored to see and know these guys, you know what I'm saying? Could you like, that's like for the, for the old heads that grew up saying, yeah, yo, uh, Phil's my guy. Bobby's my guy. Deborah, is my guy. You know what I'm saying? So this is our version, uh, for, you know, for us to grow up with these guys and get to know these guys, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, the last ones. <laughs> <laughs> you a damn fool. <laughs> That's a big girl. She a big girl. Uh, Disney is going to charge us extra thirty. Ah, I'm going to the theaters to go watch it. I'll go to the theaters to go watch it. Listen, I've been I've been in the theaters, and it, it's been dead. Yes, Yusuf L. Also, Yusuf L. Yes. So we, you know, as as bad as it looks, just. Be mindful. We're able to grow up with these guys, and you know, you know what I'm saying. That's like, I I don't know. That's like growing up with a with a childhood friend whose family is a million. They're millionaires, you know. Like the wealth of knowledge that you'll have access to, you know. So, I consider it a, a, it's an honor and a blessing to be able to know these guys and grow with these guys and converse with these guys. You know what I'm saying. So yeah, but I'm going to uh, I'm going to the theaters to go watch Black Widow. I'll be in the theaters for that shit. See, they go Nick. Wait, wait, listen. That we don't we don't we don't deal with Nature Boy. Na- Nature Boy is on his own. Nature Boy is on his own. I appreciate that. Thank you, Ryan. So I'm gonna get out of here. Y'all enjoy the rest of your night. I'll come back and do this again tomorrow or the next day. Peace. otwtube.com uncensored free speech platform
Look it up. Flawed individual. Thanks for keeping the lights on, Diang. Cindy Ashby Production. On the wake up.